I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. I have a total man crush on Richard Branson. And I'm not saying I would go all the way, but I would love nothing more for the neck guy to be my best friend. You have been talking about his swagger, but I just don't see it. It has nothing to do with the money, by the way. It really doesn't. Like, it would be cool to have a billionaire friend, yeah. but it has nothing to do with the money. It has all... The dude's amazing. Let's yeah. do the tangent. It's the tangent with the Fred Show. Giving you all the shit we couldn't talk about on air. Yeah, I'm reading his book, his first book right now. He has a couple, uh, but it's talking about... I'm only like five or six chapters in, but it's talking about his start. And the guy started from nothing selling bootleg records wow. literally in the 70s bootleg records and now mm-hmm. it's it, and it, be, it was records then it became record stores then it became well it was first mail order records then record stores <laughs> and then a record studio mm-hmm. and then a label and then it's you know airline soda hotels cell phones mm-hmm. i mean it's like a hundred some odd businesses he came up with wedding dresses all kinds of stuff that's Man, amazing from nothing to- like from really nothing. It's yeah, good a, for him. Spaceships, you know. I don't. He's know, it's just, out here. It's pretty cool. Good for him. I didn't think I wanted to do it, but now I think I want to do it. What? Go to space or start? Do a this company? like this thing. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You know. There are people who debate whether it's really space or not. Like why what? you in space? You out of you out yeah, of the Earth's atmosphere. Out well, I forget what it's called. There's a it's. it's there's this whole controversy, and Bezos people are starting it because he goes to like. <laughs> 50 miles above the earth right. and Bezos goes to like 58 miles above the earth and supposedly what's it called hold on oh, I mean like they, a different they're layer above of the, the earth like they could see earth yeah the whole thing oh like it's good enough for me but um I guess it's good enough the car the Carmen line the US military mm. Ooh, NASA defines space differently according to them space starts 12 miles below the Carmen line at 50 miles above the earth above the earth's <laughs> surface above the earth above the it earth. And I guess the Carmen line is 
Is I don't it know higher her. or something? I'm looking it up right now as we talk about it on the tangent. But and there was a debate about who was really going to space. And this is just Bezos' sour grapes because um, because Richard Branson always intended Big to Jake leapfrog Branson. him. Yeah. Right. yeah. He just um, waited for Bezos to be like, what day are you going? All right, I'm going to go nine days before you. Carmen Line, imaginary boundary, 62 miles above mean sea level. So, and then he went to like 50 miles. And so they're saying that he didn't really go to space. Oh, my goodness. Good enough for me. Bitch, he's floating out there. That's yeah. space. Suck a dick and get over it, man. <laughs> wow. I'm not in the space. mood right now, but maybe yeah, later. Yeah, I mean, I would, you know what? That would have been awesome if his PR people had responded with that exact. If, if Suck Chris, a dick. My daddy can beat it. up your daddy. If Christy were his PR person. You know what? Richard, Sir, Sir Richard, I'll handle this. Yeah. The official quote is, suck a dick <laughs> from space. Because, but, but you won't be able to because we're going dick. first. Um, I think the guy's amazing. So anyway, and a bunch of radio people met him. Show, uh, show Michelle met him mm-hmm. when he opened uh, Virgin. When he opened Chelsea. Virgin Hotel. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't invited to that. So I'm. I'm a little bitter about that. Do you not that. get invited to like the events here in Chicago? I get invited to some of them. <laughs> yeah, I get. No, I get invited. I just don't. Here's the problem. Everyone knows he made Dua Lipa cry. They're like, nah, he's oh, going to miss You know what? Can we not again? She's with trying that? to fight. Yeah, we're over that. Damn, I felt so bad about that. That's and right. then and then people made it worse. Oh, but um, Christy, you had to. No, I'm not doing. I'm not doing. Okay. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. It's uh, a joke. No, you know what the problem is? I think the problem is, as it pertains to Chicago events, it's classic me, where I want to get invited, but I'm not going to go. And I think after 11 years of sort of sporadically showing up to stuff, I think people stopped inviting me to a lot of things because I don't go. Because um, I don't like people all that much. I like you guys. I like really? my niece. Do you have a lot of friends? No. I feel like you're always talking about like Chatty Daddy and like all these other basic I don't have Trevor, a lot of white friends. guy names. I have like, I have like, uh, I would say I have five close friends maybe. That's a lot. I would say I have maybe five to ten like people who I value, mm-hmm. who I don't see a lot, but I consider them friends. Mm-hmm. And I That's think everyone else is kind of an acquaintance. I have but less you, than that. But you have like 25 friends, Kayla. That's a lot, it's yeah. A qu- yeah. It's quality, not quantity. No, I'm not, I'm not saying anything about it one way or another. I, I just, I don't think... Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was because growing up, my dad didn't really have friends. Like, my dad doesn't have, like, I don't have, like, fake uncles. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people had, like, the, uh, yeah. oh, here comes, you know, the Uncle John's comes coming over, yeah. over you know, Uncle who Vinny, was, yeah. you know, his college buddy or whatever. He right. didn't go, you know, there weren't, like, dudes hanging Uncle around <laughs> drinking beer all the time. My dad doesn't. Uh, I wear a lot of mafia names. This isn't a diss, but my dad doesn't really have friends. My mom doesn't have a ton of friends. There weren't just, like, right. random. Huh extra people around all the time. Uh, my mom has more <laughs> friends than my dad. Extra I think that influences yeah. you and your friendships as an adult. Like what you saw as your parents with their friends. Like my mom went out every single night with Me her too. friends. So that's that probably why I drink so much. You can say it because I was saying it too. It's fine. Yeah, that's well, probably why I drink too much. I think the other thing is, um, Rufio, I think you've probably seen this except you're, you're part of the group. But when I, I've moved a lot. You're the problem. And so when I moved here, this is like the fifth city I've lived in. And I didn't know anybody. And so I joined like a charity board for Lurie Children's. And I met a bunch of, the I, met, I, I met one dude, uh, Mike, and then his fraternity brothers uh-huh. like kind of took me in. So there were like five or six of us that would roll. The last one is engaged and is getting married at the I'm end so of the year. So excited for you and your bachelor party. <laughs> so I'm the, no, so I'm officially the last one. And and all the rest of them have gotten married since I've known them in eleven years. Have yeah. kids. They've moved out of the city. And so now, what happens is either like nothing's impromptu anymore. Everything has to be planned. Has mm-hmm. to be planned weeks out. They have to have to be babysitters involved, or it's like a birthday party or a picnic. And because I don't have a kid, 
I don't usually get invited to these things because people don't think that I'm going to want to go. But I would go because it's the only way I'm going to see all these people. So what happens, I'm saying, is life changes. My life didn't change with them. And so it's like, you know, because I'm, I'm the guy that wants at 3 o'clock on Friday to call my buddies and go, let's go drinking. And none of them can do it like that. But you're going on a bachelor party and it's going to be lit. You're going to make so many friends. Man. No, and that's the other thing. I don't know if you guys have noticed this about your married friends, though. Well, I already know these guys at the bachelor party. But, oh, yeah. uh, but when those it's guys go squad. out, they get to go out so rarely that it's zero to a million. Uh-huh. Like, oh, it's yeah. it, we got to go hard. We got to go where the hoes are. You know, we got to go. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, I'm making this where up. Where the hoes at? I'm, I'm, I'm being, Way to hoes I'm being dramatic. But these guys, you everywhere. You have to go where the hoes th- are. There has to be scenery, you know, as they call <laughs> it. Like, we got to go to the like strip mountains? club. What? No, it's like, it's like all these guys got a hall pass apparently they're not allowed to do anything i hate that I hate and then that so shit. we gotta go and they're not none of them are cheating or doing anything no, no, I get but it's that. like but we Why gotta do, do it all then? in one night because <laughs> that's the one night that they got out where their wives told them they could get out which you know i'm not even saying anything about their wives because the other thing i've learned about married people is they use their spouses oh, yeah. as a scapegoat mm-hmm. i so, read something that said that's fake fake as hell no that's not fake how many let me ask you a question <laughs> You're going to tell me that you've never not wanted to do something and said, I can't do it because Javi needs me to do something else? I don't use Javi. I use other excuses. I'm a, I'm a work. I'm working girl. The pro- and you're smart to do that. The, <laughs> right. the problem with using your spouse is that people become- then hate them. They become right. resentful of the spouse because they feel like the spouse is holding you back yep. when really it's that you don't want to go yeah, and I you're making that. your spouse out to be a prick. I would I, also sound kind of goofy if I said my boyfriend won't let me. Like you guys would be well, like- I would, I would rip him <laughs> yeah. up. I mean, yeah. you should. That'd be weird. Well, they don't really that say it like that. Word. It's not, yeah, it's not like, yeah. they'll just be like, oh, you know, so I got to ask, I got to check with the wife. Yeah, you know, so-and-so's got see. something else yeah. planned right. or mm-hmm. so-and-so doesn't, you know, whatever. Consider it if you have to check just, with your significant other. I use my child. I'm like, I got to When I have a baby, you guys will never I can't, see me. I can't do anything right <laughs> now. I'm going to use that excuse up for with my kids. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, this is actually what we're going to talk about in the tangents today, though, and maybe on the air on the show this week if we have time, but how hard it is to make friends as an adult. Oh, it's a lot of drinking. It is so much. That's what dating is, too. Yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard. I'm so sick of drinking. Do you have to drink that much to make <laughs> yes, friends? Yes, because the only people who want to be friends with me are like five years younger. So like the, my new friend, Bray, <laughs> I was gonna say, you have a she's lot of 21. Yeah. So like 21. when we go out, they're still ripping shots. And I'm like, oh, I guess I have to do the shots with them because I'm making friends. I will say I agree with that. Dating to, to me, if you go on two dates during the week, on weekdays, no. and most of these people work until like six, so I'm going at seven, seven thirty, and then you know two, three, four drinks, yeah. dinner. I'm I'm in bed at eleven, four drinks, and I have to get up at four thirty. It's not good. Like, and it honestly, it makes dating less fun. I took a pause because I couldn't keep doing it. Yeah. I can't do that and make friends. It's too much drinking on me. No, it's it is. I'm, it's a yeah. lot of it's a lot of drinking. It is. Uh, I agree. Isn't but, that how you make your adult friends at bars? I mean, right. At this point, I don't friends know. Not, friends not accepting applications for new friends. No, I, I have plenty of friends. I have friends. Like, I have there are guys a lot like, of friends. I mean, I have, I have close friends like Rufio, who I don't see outside of work because he's living, a, you know, he goes home and he has different obligations than I do. Um, and so it's not, you know, I'm not going to invite myself over to the house either, but like, I don't oh, get, I, I, I don't get to hang with him. <laughs> I don't get to hang with a bunch of my buddies the same way that I used to because. Because their lives are different, they have different priorities, and I, I don't. I'm, I'm happy for them, but I, 
I don't necessarily have those same priorities, and so it's unlikely to change. So you probably would have to be friends with people who are younger and maybe not in that married phase right now, so they have kind of similar priorities. Though? I guess, but I think I would find most of those people obnoxious. Um, and the truth is, I was one of those obnoxious people. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not dissing it, but like to your point, when I was 25, I would work all day sleep for a little while, I would go do a television show at night, I go to the club, I would leave the club, drive to the radio station, do it again, drunk. I did that <gasps> five nights a week, four nights that, a week. Fred. That would be wild. Yeah. It wasn't much different. It was just way more neurotic because I was either hung over or strung out or I mean not strung out. I strung wasn't out. doing I wasn't doing drugs, but <laughs> yeah. you know, fatigued the or the true Hollywood story. Imagine me intensity times ten with a hangover. With the whole, well, I want to be with you when you're drunk. I don't want to be drunk. Oh, yeah. I kind of. I wasn't much saying, fun though. to be around. I don't. I don't know why anyone from my 20s likes me. Honestly, I really don't. I wasn't much really? fun. I was too. In, I was too intense. I had too much to prove. I can't wait till one day you get married and we get to meet people who knew you when you were in your 20s and they tell us stories of the wedding and they get drunk. His mom and we get will to tell hear stories. All these awesome Fred stories. His mom will tell you. Can stories. you get married already? My, what's amazing is my day. some of my closest friends I made in my 20s. Um, and before, so they put up with it all. But then there, I think there are a lot of people from my 20s who just don't like me. And I don't really blame them. Are you still friends with a lot of people from your 20s? No, but but <laughs> the people who I am friends with, I was friends with through my 20s. Mm. Or met in my 20s. Mm. So, I don't know. Maybe they were people who yeah, had vision. it's a wonder I have Yeah, in my 20s I had a lot of friends, and now I... I I really don't have That's any my friends. Fear, yeah. no I don't want to be that person. Why? Why do you think though that happens? I mean, because we all went on separate paths. Like I said, like you know, um, you're not dead. Like you just have different life priorities. You still check. don't get together. No, I mean, yeah, it was just I don't know. Uh, there was whatever. I, I think it goes both ways too, though. If I can be completely honest, right? No, like it's not just on them. It's on on me too. I mean, we just had separate, you know, path, journeys. But Rufi, I didn't know you in your in your mid twenties or whatever. But it also sounds like you made like a big lifestyle change too. You were up to stuff earlier in life what? that you're not up to anymore. <laughs> Correct. Guy went, went to jail. Like, yeah. you know. Oh, prison Rufio's my favorite. Doing, yeah, street racing, all kinds of dumb There's just stuff, stuff that yeah. you, you grew out of and your right. priorities changed and maybe theirs did and maybe theirs didn't, but, uh, you know, you didn't, you, you grew away from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, some of those people and maybe some of the stuff they were into. So there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, plus they, yeah, they continue to do stuff that I wasn't really interested in, right. I guess. So. so how do you make friends without drinking? Like, where do you meet friends? I mean, I have my friend. Like, I have a best friend. I have my wife. I have family. That's really all I hang out with, you know? Yeah. No, I was and asking I'm, for yeah. actual suggestions here. Well, oh, you're, you're doing it the right way. You do charity <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah. The volleyball thing you're doing. I mean, Drinking, volunteering is a good... I'm, like Everyone I said, I... Everyone old, though. It's always a bunch of old well, women. Well, you got to find... You can have old friends. You got to find... Soup uh, like, kitchen? It's just a bunch of old people and me. Like, Lurie Children's has a junior board. You got to oh. find, like, uh, I think Paws may even have, like, a... Do a pageant. Yeah. No, don't do that. No, thank you. <laughs> I no. did one when I was young. You no, just got to target. You got to f- figure out what your interest is, and then you got to yeah. find out what group Drinking. it is that targets towards <laughs> the younger people. Because, <laughs> yeah, there is like the older ones and the younger ones. I, I just keep making friends with like 21 year olds, 22 year olds, because they're like the easiest to befriend because they're how so friendly have, and like welcoming. How do you, how do you, how do you, how do you meet them? them? And how do you have stuff in oh. common with them? When I talk to 21 year olds, I'm like, God, did I sound like this? It's yeah. kind of a person by person basis. Like, we're texting about like going to this volunteer thing next weekend. Like, they're pretty mature for their age, I guess. It just depends That's on the person. Good. Well, and I, I hear what you're saying. Like, and a lot of 20 somethings listen to us, and I'm not, I'm not saying that those people in their stage of life are doing anything wrong. They're doing exactly what right. I was doing. Yeah. But now mm-hmm. it's difficult for me yes. because I can't 
I can't relate as much. Yeah. To, and again, so it's you know, there are some twenty five year olds in my life who annoy the shit out of me, and I <laughs> I just the immaturity and the sensitivity and the you know that I can't relate to that life anymore. But I was that guy, so I try and be patient because everybody is right. that person um, at a certain point. In, sure. in their lives. so. But people our age are like getting married and having kids. And I feel like I just relate more to the younger people anyway. Yeah. So well, it works for me. Yeah. That's, yeah. And, yeah. Le- and I'm telling you, once you, if you get married and have kids, then all of a sudden a lot of those people, some of those people will come back because now they can relate to your life. You can commiserate with each other. And it will be like, you know, play dates and birthday parties mm-hmm. and sleepovers and stuff where, you know, the kids are the almost the glue that keeps the friendship together as where I don't have that. And so, you know, no, I'm not going to I don't get the third wheel double date night. It just doesn't happen. Um, it's a lot of effort having these relationships like you have to put in, you know, a lot of effort if you yeah. want to stay close with people. And You're it's right. not always, mm-hmm. you know, the easiest to do. And I'm not a planner either. That's the other thing. Like my friends yeah. need to plan. And I for am. me for to say three Fridays from now, we're going to go out. I, I don't. To me, that gives me anxiety, and that's a yeah. me problem. That's not a them problem. Not a problem. It's just how you are. For me to be like, oh shit! So now, three Fridays from now, I'm committed. Right. So like, I gotta, nah, and so I don't usually do it, which makes me a little flaky. Which then means uh, mm. I don't get invited to stuff. It's on me. It's it's not on them. But uh, you know, it's, it's hard. It, uh, it's hard to make friends when you get mm-hmm. older. It's hard it to make friends hard. my age. That's <laughs> that's what's hard. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, my best friend, you know, she has a kid. She's in LA doing her thing, but I never see her. So I don't. I need friends my age here. I keep making friends who want to do tequila shots on a Tuesday. And I'm like, hey, oh I'm God. 29, and I'll do tequila shots on a Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, I've been doing it too, but like oh. I gotta stop. I, I thought think... I thought it was you influencing them to. Drink no. tequila. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I don't. I don't even like shots. I just started doing them since I started hanging out with these people. It's okay to say I no. Make friends. You know, it's okay to say no. no. To... I want to make friends, so I'm just kind of going with their but vibe. You don't need you know? to do the same thing that right. they do to make friends. I don't know. They're all super nice. The other thing is, like, some of the guys I've met in flying, you know, the glider guys or whatever, they, they live in the suburbs, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's it's logistically, it's just really hard. I mean, it's, you know, I don't know. Does the train uh, go to the suburbs? Uh, yes. yes. The yeah, that's does. the purpose mm-hmm. of the train. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I always drive when I go out there. I don't know. Well, I mean, it, depend, it depends where you're trying to go. and Right. You know, it doesn't go to every suburb. For me to go to Hampshire, Illinois, makes no sense for me to take a train to, uh, where would I, Des Plaines, I guess, or... I don't know Elgin, and mm-hmm. then try yeah. and what? Then what? Then what? What do right. I do once I'm there? Uber to the yeah. fucking you know. So Hampshire. Yeah. made a friend through Instagram. That's goals, didn't you? You said you were like Instagramming someone. You finally oh yeah, met up with her. Yeah. Oh. Yep. I made a friend online. Maybe we can try that. Do you guys hang out for real, or just mm-hmm. you do? Yeah. 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 I've met a couple people who listen to us and we wound up being she friends. She started as a listener and yeah. then I think it was when we had Mystic Michaela on. She like really connected with her and then we just kind of it was a very slow thing, but we became good friends. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, I don't know. If anyone has any suggestions for uh, for Christy, then you can you can hit her up on the gram and see a bunch of thirst traps, and then also give her valuable I advice. I post thirst traps. You uh, you post almost exclusively on post. my story. It's different. That's about all I ever see. Thirst traps of you. It's hard out here. Okay? Targeted for one person, <laughs> which is a whole different tangent it all in itself. Is. It's not targeted for one person. It's targeted for five different people. Whoa. Yeah. That's right, girl. Yeah. Keep those options open. <laughs> the bench. Yeah. That's starting five out here. Lineup. I'm just. I just need you to, to recognize that your ex is breadcrumbing you, and that you need to let that one go. I haven't texted him back 
since we talked about it, and he's texted me, and I haven't responded. He's and also DM me on Instagram. I didn't respond to that. And Christy, it takes one to know one because I'm a breadcrumber, really? and I don't mean to do it. Really, I don't mean to do it, but it, I am. I am. In my life, I have been someone who doesn't want to let somebody go, but also isn't sure they're the one for me. I feel that. Uh, and so mm-hmm. I, and I think that it's probably mean and misleading uh, unintentionally. It, is, it makes me think that you think I'm. Your future wife, you're hanging on to me because one day we're going to no, get he's, married. Let me tell you what he's doing. He's, he's dating other people. He's fucking Fine. other... And I'm not trying to be an asshole. He's fucking Fine. other people, but he's not sure that that's... That he can... He's not yet... He doesn't yet have a replacement. And so he's making sure he doesn't let go of you. It, it's horrible, but it's true. But women do it too. They for sure do. I just... Yeah. I banged someone trying to get over my ex. Didn't work out, but... See, there you yeah. go. And, and so... <laughs> Well, it's unfair what he's doing to you. I guess you could argue it's probably unfair what you were doing to the other person. But that's why I say, that's why I say that when you, in the dating world, we have to go, everything that we do has to be 50-50 equity in our minds. You know, you can't do something hoping that someone else will react a certain way and then being upset that they didn't. You know what I mean? Like, I, I hear it all the time. Like, oh, I slept with this guy and then he ghosted me. What an asshole. It's like, then then you shouldn't have slept with him with the condition in your mind that you were doing it because of what you wanted him to do next. Ah. Like you should sleep with him because you want to get laid. And if he calls you great, if he doesn't, he wasn't the one. And then that way you might, you might feel some loss or you might feel like, well, that was a waste of my time, but you, you don't feel like you were used because you controlled at least half of the situation. Yeah, I don't know. I still use his Disney plus account though. And I might buy black widow on his accounts. Oh, bucks, there you so. go. No. Oh. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Well, well. He won't even notice. It's fine. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. So that's great. So he'll be tied to you forever. Yeah. Then he he notices, and then you got to send him another picture, and then no, I'm I'm done sending him nudes. I'm done texting my ex. I'm done with it. I'm done dating men for a long time. I just think if you're doing anything because you're waiting for him <laughs> to come back, or if you're doing anything with other people because you expect it to make you feel better about it, like I, I it's not going to work. I haven't slept with anyone in weeks, which is. That's a lot. Now, time that's for why me. you're drinking a lot. Yeah. Uh, I see. yeah. Weeks. <laughs> weeks. Sleep on yourself. It's easier. Yeah, I know. That's, that's what I've been doing for weeks. Yeah, body choice. That's what I've been doing for years, quite frankly. Yeah, diddle yourself and move on. It's about a 100 a to 1 uh, ratio of, of me yeah. to someone else. I was talking to someone about this yesterday. I'm like, honestly, at this point in my life, can't miss. I, I'm not impressed by just hooking up with a random person. So I'll just, when I get, when there's the urge, I just do it myself. The problem is, and I was talking to my therapist about this, is that I think what it... <laughs> it well, indirectly. Yeah. I, I think when you quell the drive <laughs> that way, like, yeah. okay, so you're, 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 you're horny and you want to get laid. Mm-hmm. You handle it yourself. That becomes somewhat habitual. And then you no longer need another person to help you with that. Mm-hmm. And in fact, sometimes the person can even become a hindrance because you realize... I could have just done this myself, and now I have this person who I'm only half interested in, who now is like sleeping the night and doing all these other things that they, they have every right to do. But like, I didn't necessarily need them for this, so I don't. You know what I mean? So then you wind up doing it yourself more. This is me, at least. And then I'm not out there meeting other people trying to find a connection because I don't really need it. Does I don't think I need it. Don't need it all though, because like then you become so self-sufficient. Is there a point where you're just too self-sufficient? I am too self-sufficient. You're too independent. I am 100 percent too self-sufficient. Like yeah, you are gotta you? Be you think able so? To a be million open percent. For someone else coming in. I am a life, million. Right? I am 100 million thousand percent too self-sufficient, and that's why I yeah. tell people when I first meet them, which is a huge <laughs> turnoff. 
I tell them this, and I tell them like I, I tell them about jacking off. No, <laughs> that might turn them on. <laughs> like I'm fully capable of being in a relationship. Life? Yeah, yeah, just that was like me. That. that was based on me. I'm bigger though. <laughs> it's just you know my life story. Yeah, yeah that's true. I'm way bigger than him, but it's like you know it's, it's fine. I didn't want to do that for my mom. You know, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want my mom to see it. A true Hollywood story. That was a cold shower. <laughs> but like, no, you, it takes a very special person to to date someone like Kaylin and I because you have mm-hmm. to accept that. And you can't force someone to change that. You can't just say, "Well, I'm here now, and here here is what a traditional relationship looks like." So now, so now you need to adhere. It doesn't work that way. So you got to be with somebody who's like, "I like you, and and I think you're worth it, and I trust you." Because I'm not out here. Like, if I don't call you for four days, it's not because I'm sleeping with some other girl. It's because I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not doing anything. You know. And I think people. In the out here in these streets, they, they see that as he's juggling. He doesn't have time for me because you know you watch these blogs or read these articles. If he's not doing this and that, then he's not interested. Well, traditionally maybe, but mm-hmm. not me. I'm just being me. And and most of the time, these people either get frustrated and mad, or they start demanding a different kind of treatment, which is what they need, which is fine. Which then makes me feel sort of bad about myself and like I'm not worth it. This is a whole another tangent. Right. But everyone needs their own things out of a relationship. Like if I had a guy that didn't talk to me for four days, whoo, no. I'd be done. Bye. Well, that's why I need. I think Kaylin and I probably <laughs> need to find the equivalent of ourselves. The problem is the equivalent of ourselves is also not doing the things that it would require to meet us. You know what yeah. I mean? They're doing what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's some down-ass chick out there who doesn't fuck with the dating apps that much, who yeah. doesn't go out that much, who works, likes to read and travel and doesn't need anyone else mm-hmm. and is tired of the bullshit, and I haven't met her because I'm the same way. But when I do, then we'll understand each other and we'll come to each other in our own time because we'll get it. Romantic. Most people don't get it. And I, I don't blame them for not getting it, but yeah. it also means it will never work. You yeah. need uh, to be like set up with a matchmaker. I know Ebony <gasps> K. Williams, your friend from the Housewives. Yeah. She set up Sonia Morgan. In Philly, yeah. Yes, with a matchmaker. And Let's I think it. it's a really good idea because then your interests are all put out there. What you want, your needs, right? What you're looking for is a unicorn, essentially. And maybe you can find that. <laughs> I'm yep. not opposed to it, but I've been. Let's do matchmaker for you. As you guys dudes, know, right? I've gone yeah. on a couple of dates with with women who were who hired the matchmakers. And it feels while I think these people have the best intentions, it feels very inorganic. Mm-hmm. Like it's, and I also, you got to realize that, and I mean all due respect to matchmakers who are really trying to help people find love. It's a sales job. Like it's a, right. it, it's, these people are not necessarily love experts. They're, they're trying to rally people in because they have to make it, they have to make money and quota doing this. It's expensive. What? People fake being love experts? Imagine oh, that. Oh my God. Go bachelor instead oh, of gee. a love All expert? of a sudden now, you know, you've had, wow. yeah, you're the same as everybody, but you're a love expert, yeah. I think we should do a celebrity matchmaker for Fred. That's a great I hear what you're saying, by the way. Idea. I hear he what you're saying. He was hooked up through a matchmaker. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. What? And then he wanted, to, he wanted to hook up with a matchmaker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what happens. That's so classic it hurts. Uh, yeah, this matchmaker's exactly. hot. Yeah. yeah. No, no, and that's the problem. Like, I think, what I, what about honestly, you, if you want to be a successful matchmaker, you should be ugly. Don't be hot. Classic no, I'm serious. You, you need to be less attractive than the people you're trying to matchmake. I'm serious. Right. This woman, was a t- she was a 10. She was a model. And I'm looking at her, and I can't help but compare her to these people that she's trying to set me up with. And uh-huh. I, it's nothing, no fault of theirs. But yeah, I'm but like, it, no, I want you. It wouldn't be as believable. You know what I'm saying? Like, What neighborhood is Fred's future wife living in right now? What's your guess? <laughs> I've space. recently started getting the personalities of each neighborhood in Chicago. Like, I'm learning. I'm learning. She's uh, an alien. 
She and she, like she's not Park, in the, kind of she's in the burbs. Yeah, she's at I, a golf I, course. I would say oh. the burbs or she's in Naper Thrill. She probably in Naper Thrill. Yeah, uh huh. She probably out in Naper Thrill. So why don't we go to Naper Thrill or like just... Gold Coast River North, something like that? Yeah, like a dock. I, I, people think I this is so Coast, people yeah, think this is so pretentious, but I, I believe <laughs> that my future wife could be a doctor. And the reason I say this is because I feel like. Doctors work a lot, and they focus on, and they're like, pilot. they're super, maybe a pilot, but there aren't that many female pilots. That but, one who just wrote a book. Why don't we set you up with that girl? Uh, Amelia she, Earhart? Yeah, Amelia Earhart is back, and she wrote a book. No, she's actually very hot. She's, <laughs> she's a flight attendant. Hot, yeah. That's a great Amelia. story, by the way. Is that the one you tweeted about? <laughs> yeah, but I, I got no bites on that. I was going to, I was, that. that's the Costco I go to. I was going to go yeah, for really? you and try to find I got. I got no bites on that. I was fishing a little bit on that one. I got no bites on that. I could tell, so I creeped, and I was like, yeah, she's hot. That should work. No, she's hot, and an author, and the story's great. She was turned down 41 times um, with her manuscript, and then finally got one person to sign her, and now she has a bestseller. Let's so go to cool. her book signing, Fred. Uh, she left town, I think. Damn. And I think she, she, she I, I think she's got a boyfriend, maybe because she's not she's not biting on. There's there are some some simps out there. <laughs> well, yours wasn't simping. Yours wasn't. Simpy I wasn't at simping, yeah. but there was one guy. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna talk shit. I there somebody simped hard on the on her locally, and I I oh, wonder. Oh God, was it? And I and I'll be honest with you, I'm gonna be really envious if it worked. <laughs> I'll be really. Was it the guy that's over here? I'm yeah. not saying anything. Yeah. He's totally a, was. I'm not yeah, saying anything uh-huh. because more power to him. You know what? At least he. <laughs> hey, he. T- at least he took a step further than I did. He takes a lot of shots. He he sh- hey, he took a, sh- shoot, he, he took a shot today. I saw on his uh, Twitter. He took All a right. Shot today. I like him, so we're leaving it alone. But the guy shoots a lot, a lot. He's a shooter. Shooter shoot. Yeah, they do. You got to make them sometimes, though. Yeah, I don't know how many makers there are, but you know, yeah, you got to make them. Like you know, that. and sometimes you have a Devin Booker day <laughs> where you sit on the bench for. I've been sitting on the bench hey, for a while. He still goes home to Kendall Jenner. So I, I sit on the, the bench all day too. He's a brunette <laughs> I tweeted no. about that one day. I'm like, how bad can this guy's life be? He drives to work, plays he's in the hot. NBA. He's a good-looking guy, oh, makes millions to shoot the basketball around, then goes home and bangs Kendall Jenner. Beautiful. In his in his five million dollar mountain home, 20, amazing. Twenty four, twenty four yeah, I mean, years old. The only problem is you're peaking. Like your life's not going to get any better than that. That's the only problem with that. Well, if he's smart with his money, you know, when he retires, he can have a great life. Oh, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's not going to have a great life. I'm saying you think you're peaking. You're begging. He, if you are dating one of the hottest women in the world, mm-hmm. and and you're an all star, and you're because athletics, you know, your body fails you at some point. Like you can't. <laughs> Another hobby, he'll no, have. No, I mean money. it's it's the reason why NBA players aren't playing into their fifties because at some right. point you lose the ability to keep up Correct. with it. And I gotta think that you look back and feel like those were your glory days. Yeah, I guess they are. I was twenty six. I was making twenty million dollars a year, and Ooh. I was dating the hottest woman on earth, and I was winning championships and whatever else. And and even if your life is dope and you get a hundred million dollars in the bank when you're fifty, I guarantee that you're still talking about. Your twenties, the glory days. Yeah, yeah. I think it's what it happens sure. to high school athletes a lot of times. If they don't, oh, yeah. if oh they don't God, get out of college, dad. they peaked. That and one it, injury that prevented me from going pro. Yeah, and I, yeah. I can't hate on it, except it prevents them in many ways from moving on to what's cool now. You know, because the coolest part of their life already right. happened. The worst ones are the ones that never even leave the town. Like they stay in that town their whole lives. They I'm go like, to that bar where people right. have chunky highlights. Right. Mm. You buy a house, you have your kids, game. you're still in the same town. I'm like I feel I don't hate Ugh. on those guys. I feel bad for those guys because they're they're not they're not a, they're not trying to achieve something else or new. They've just decided that whatever happened in college or high school was as good as it's going to get. And yeah. so they don't bother chasing after some new accomplishment. Yeah. It, it's that's kind of sad. 
Can you imagine if you get to live to be 80 and you feel like the best thing you ever did was when you were 18? You know, that would that would be kind of sad, I think. It is sad. Um, Well, that is a depressing note. Uh, I don't mean it. I don't mean it to be. It doesn't have to be. But yeah, I think no matter what you did when you were young, you can always make your life currently better. Yeah, I, I think my 30s are going to be prime. Yeah. 30s, you're going to be hanging amazing. out with 25-year-olds, right. maybe? Yeah, Chris, you've got to get some <laughs> no, friends. I, I, I'm actually older. just going to go younger. <laughs> yeah. I'll be hanging out at high school. She'll, be, the, she'll be making the memories with those 18-year-olds. I get older and they just keep you're, saying the same thing. You might be somebody's peaks. <laughs> Consider yourself a miracle worker. There's the tangent. And it was truly a tangent. Have a good day, everybody. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.